0: Well, someone who's chosen to be with us this morning is Borge. It's always good to have George Meany on the show. <laughs> hey, George, how are you doing?
1: There you go. Good, and you?
0: good, nice <laughs> to see you.
2: Cho- so, choosing, choosing by obligation, perhaps.
0: <laughs> George, what do you think of Ben's analogy earlier that um, that we could look at women and women could look at us as as cars and different kinds of cars? Like, you know, when you're looking at a station wagon and you know, when you're looking at a minivan and you know, when you're looking at a, you know looking at a sports car, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think that that's that's to, you know to a certain degree I suppose it can be argued that it's still objectifying um, but uh, uh, you know I suppose people do look at 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 each other in a in a in a, in a superficial way which is I suppose the sad part yeah. um, you know you, you've got to get to know the whole person
2: It's the accurate it's the accurate part though George because that's why those cars in the Soviet Union never really sold internationally because they just <laughs> didn't look that great. What well, were they called? Ladders. Yeah, they were also absolute dogs.
0: Ladders. <laughs> That's a horrible car. <laughs> All right. Also, so I mean,
2: like, like if you, if you were to look at the at the uh, Fiat Multipla. Oh, gee. Probably a good car, but <clears> people didn't want that, right? On a superficial basis. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, most cars—most uh, cars—the utility is the same. Uh, you know, it does the same thing. It's really just the aesthetics that's different. Most cars are good cars. <laughs> but
2: that doesn't um, make us—that doesn't most, make us shallow consumers, though. Most people are good with plough,
0: Ben. <laughs> but it doesn't mean you want to be with them. All right, Borge, what do we got this morning?
1: Well, um, Gareth, uh, this is a, a surprising story um, in that um, there have been about four or five, and you know, I drive a Jaguar, I pace, right? Um, and, uh, um, I've been, I've been, uh, slightly criticized for being a little bit too positive for, uh, for EVs. So now and again, I'm going to bring you a little bit of a negative story just to balance the scales a little bit. Um, but, uh, there have been approximately four or five Jaguar I-Paces that have spontaneously combusted.
0: Oh shit, George. Um, we, we, have you got a and, fire extinguisher in yours just in case?
1: Oh my God! No, look at this
0: picture. George um, has just put up. It's like the whole car is burned. Wow. <laughs> no one's getting out of oh, that whole alive. Car.
1: No. So I mean, obviously, there's been thousands and thousands of these things that have been uh, sold worldwide, and uh, there have been other uh, marks and models uh, besides Jaguar iPaste that have set it But this is the latest one. Um, and this particular gentleman um, charged his car overnight. In his garage and uh, went down the next morning to, you know, uh, go to work, got in the car, to, unplugged it, got in the car, got out again. He was going to leave. And then when he came back to the garage, was met with a wall of smoke. Jesus. Um, and, uh, uh, and he said he heard this like crackling and popping sound um, in, in his garage. Um, so, what he decided to do was jump in the car. I think it's a stupid thing to do. This was a 2019 Jaguar I-Pace in Florida in the U.S. Um, sure. Decided to jump in the car and pull it out of the garage while it was smoking. Wow. Um, but it probably saved his house because you know most houses in yeah. America, I mean, if you look at that, uh, it looks like a lot of wood and, uh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. In the no, no, no. In he,
0: he did the right thing. I mean, I'm glad that he didn't yeah. burn to death in the car as well, but... George, you better have a fire extinguisher just in case, yeah?
1: Uh Well, I mean, uh, I, uh, um, <laughs> I I got a little bit of a, a, little bit of a wake-up call <laughs> when I read that well, article. But isn't it true but, that, uh, I mean, you, uh, you, know.
0: you must also, I've always been confused by this, and actually this is one of the things I've always wanted to ask you, because you're our guy when it comes to cars. How come you still see so many cars... That are just abandoned on the side of the road and burnt out. I mean, how often does that actually happen? Because I've seen it a lot in my life. I've often seen burnt out cars sitting on the side of the road.
1: Well, I mean, I suppose you've got to decide. Uh, those are not all, are not all EVs. Awesome. Awesome. And an insurance claim, because oh, okay. that could be, uh, you know, it could be, a, it could be a way to kind of, ah, oh, sure, but I can't sell this car, so let me burn it. Um, you know, it could be arson and insurance claim. I'm not saying they all are, but they're not all EVs. You're right. And I mean, I don't know if you remember the Ford uh, Cougar um, that set, uh, sets a light. There was a whole recall of the, of the Fords <laughs> in South Africa Yep. Because, um, because they were setting a light. So, so it's not only reserved for, for EVs. No, definitely. And so yeah. be careful. Uh, you, you, the, the one thing an EV battles to handle is heat. Um, heat, um, to a certain degree, extreme cold, but may, mainly heat. So if you do drive an EV, mm-hmm. like I, I went down to, to my mom two or three weeks ago and uh, uh, took my iPACE with me. And the practice I follow is when I get to a fast charger, I leave it for about five or ten minutes. The car's just been driving. The battery's been working. The lithium right. iron inside there is hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I plug it into this 155-kilowatt charger – leave
0: it for five minutes just let it cool
1: a little
0: bit some sensible advice doesn't like heat no no that's very clever because otherwise you, you you're you're just stressing the whole thing and and you know these batteries we know uh they they can be extremely temperamental i mean even the most advanced battery technology still relies on you know basic metal transferring ions from the cathode to the anode or vice versa
1: Exactly. So, uh, so if you are driving, and 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 you know what, I, I wanted to extend the story to, a lot of people have golf carts. Mm-hmm. You know, golfers. I don't know if you golf Ben. been. Um, um well, you know, yeah.
2: If if you live in a golf estate, lots of people drive that around. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, those have lithium-ion <laughs> batteries in them as well, and many people leave them charged overnight, twenty-four hours, the entire weekend, the entire week. Um, how do you know so that's George, not going to set the
2: So, George, it actually happens at some golf courses over the years. That's. They're obviously all in huts together, right? And I think even as recently as this year, yeah, I think it was Milton, yeah, Milton, wow. of course, that happened, and then the entire shed went up in flames.
1: Exactly. So it's not only reserved for EVs; it gets the headlines because you know it's new to the to the market. But it, it, in India, as a matter of fact, electric bikes uh, were catching fire, hmm. um, hand over foot.
0: Uh, Carl says, back to so Ben's uh, analogy. Send flames to a cougar, and that's what happens. Full circle. <laughs> All right. What else have we got?
1: <laughs> well, um, um, so would you ban cars from inner cities?
0: No. That's the place people probably mm. – like, we don't have public uh, transport infrastructure in South Africa. I mean, what else? You use the rear via buses. I mean, do me a favor. Like, you can't – this is fine in a city like London – or maybe New York. And most people don't want a car because there's nowhere to park the damn thing in big cities yeah. like that. And they, they they it's just essentially if government they don't ban you. What they do is they just they'll charge you a lot of money to drive your car in town. So it's just a tax. It's basically a luxury tax.
1: Exactly. So San Francisco has just banned cars from Market Street. How about they ban and, homeless uh, people? Looks- that would be
0: a good start. <laughs>
2: What if, bad, <laughs> what if they're bad number? What if they're
0: number two? Some pavements. <laughs> that would also be good. Yeah, that would be nice, San Francisco. You're so worried about cars, but there are other things on the priority list that you should have got to first. Why are they doing that in San Fran, George?
1: Well, um, it's a whole range of things. The first is uh, creating more space for restaurants and businesses, um, um, trying to promote um, walking pedestrians and cyclists and uh, cutting down on injuries in the inner city so people can walk freely, uh, as well as allowing kids to play. Um, so that uh, they don't have to worry about cars. Uh, so, but I think it's more about the space, the business, yeah. um, and the ability to monetize the they, the
0: city. More. The, the government wants to make it. They want to tax people. That's what it is. Number one reason. And and by the way, this is also why these carbon taxes that governments all over the world are getting super excited about. It's not because they care about the environment. It's because they want to. They want to skim every cent off of you that they can. The other reason that San Francisco is doing this is because the people who run San Francisco are the most left-leaning people in America, and they all believe in the green economy, and they all think that cars are just the most evil things ever. So if they can ban cars from, the, they think they're going to make the world safer and better and greener, and they're not. They're idiots.
1: And they all smoke
0: weed. Correct. Um, <laughs> yes. God damn it. <laughs> what does weed smell like, Ben?
2: <laughs> Poverty, Gareth. Hard poverty. There we go.
1: Um, and then uh, uh, the uh, Bond franchise is turning sixty. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you if you were familiar with uh, old Bond uh, franchises, but uh, uh, in commemoration of the sixty years of James Bond films, yeah, they will be auctioning off a whole range of uh, Land Rovers and Range Rovers Hmm. used in the Bond movies, particularly the Bond movie No Time to Die. Nice. Um, These Range Rovers and Land Rovers will be uh, stamped with a particular vehicle identification number, you know, the VIN number, um, that is 007. Hmm. Nice. And... um, they're going on auction. The whole range of them: SVRs, uh, Defender 110s, um, the V8 Bond Edition. And they're going to start at about four million rand, two hundred thousand uh, pounds. Um, and the auction will range probably to about six million rand. So there's wow. um, there's just over three hundred Bond editions available worldwide. But these ones were actually used on the movie.
0: Yeah, I I think Ben, you're a huge Bond fan. I mean, it must be quite cool to say that you're not just driving sure. any, any old car. You're driving one that was in a Bond movie. That's quite lekker. I think that's nice. They'll probably get their price and some. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, I reckon yeah. It's a something. And it's going to charity too, right? hundred mm. percent.
2: So. Cool. Anything else, George? George yeah, so hang, hang on a second. George, do you see that uh, this week, talking about cars being auctioned, Michael Schumacher's 1998 Formula One Ferrari is being auctioned. Oh. And they expected, yeah. the, they expected the bids to get up to $8 million. But what, what I find interesting about this is that you look at that car, and it literally just looks like some car that's somewhere in the East Rand is putting together. It's, back in 1998, those cars were very, very basic.
1: No halo. No halo. They, no, really no, no, halo. Sorry, they, no. they had, uh, I mean, they look like a Formula Ford looks today. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the Formula Ford cars, if you've ever seen one. But, yeah, so, I, I mean. Uh, he, I, I wonder what's, what's happened to Michael Schumacher, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's, it's very, very hush-hush. Nobody really knows.
0: Well, he's definitely not living his best life. I mean, you know, otherwise he'd, <laughs> still, he'd still be skiing not, and driving Formula One cars, but clearly he can't do either of those uh, anymore. So, he's probably just drooling a lot.
1: Yeah and you wonder why they're auctioning this thing off so um, you know what is the real medical underlying bills reason?
0: medical bills build up man all right. Well, uh, let's not end on a depressing, sad note like that. If you're if you're taking a long weekend, um, you've got until Tuesday to see us again. We'll only be back on Wednesday for people who are away for the long weekend. But otherwise, we'll be back on Monday morning for more. Always good to have you on, George. Thank you very much for your time this morning. And don't forget brand new episodes of the Auto Trader Podcast every week
1: here on cliffcentral.com and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Cliffcentral.com.